This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well... Welcome back. Whoa. Charlie. What is happening? You're here. I'm here. That's so cool. Flesh and blood. We are in the studio today together, both of us at the same time. Wow. Whoever would have thought. I don't know. And uh, this is Good Morning Liberty. Yes. By the way. Yes. By the way, we just went, what was it, two weeks? About almost, yeah, about two weeks. So I was in... Before we've been in the studio together. I was in Louisiana last week mm-hmm. um, helping some family out. Uh, I have some prior construction knowledge, and whenever anyone in family needs something to be built or renovated in their house, I, I spring to the situation and, and get it taken care of. So, And where were, were you gone the week before that? Directly before? Yeah, directly before that. I I was in Louisiana. Okay. Not doing construction. No. No, I was just, uh, you know, eating a bunch of good food and seeing my dad and some other family. Did you have, uh, I guess, were you far far enough down in Louisiana to get some good Cajun food? Yes. Okay. Yes. We were south of I-10, which is, that's the important part. So you were really in Louisiana. Yes. Okay. I was not, actually. No. I I was about um I was about a quarter mile into Louisiana from from Arkansas from Arkansas yeah so like to go to Home Depot um for the job I was doing I would have to go to Arkansas now when you crossed that state line was there like border protection there there wasn't <laughs> no there is there was I would say the town that we were in. Um, is split right down the state line. And you can actually see a difference in the two sides of the town where there are businesses on one side of the state line and not on the other. Hmm. It's really interesting. So something uh, something that you can always – we see that from being from, from Illinois also because yeah. we know exactly what it looks like to uh, see businesses on one side of a state line and not on the other. And see businesses leave <laughs> one state and go to the other. For sure. Um, see See gas prices. Very different. Right, right across the state line, especially yeah. today. It's crazy. Oh, you know what, Nate? I heard something that uh, within the first five minutes of listening to this podcast, that if you hit the subscribe button, mm. that uh, you'll listen to the other podcasts and like them more. That offer only stands for the first five minutes. Yeah. yeah. More than you like this one. That's good. Yeah. That's a good deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So grab that subscribe button right here in the first five <laughs> minutes before the, before it runs out. Yes. <laughs> Did you see this crazy story? out? Of, we're in Nashville, Tennessee, um, and this is a story out of Chattanooga we are going to talk about a little bit today. This is a headline from USA Today. It says, Tennessee mom charged with murder after her premature twins died, tested, and they tested positive for drugs. So this is what happened. This this mom went out, had a bit of a had a bit of a party night, a freedom night, mm-hmm. and um, 
She did some drugs, some ecstasy mainly. Yes. Went into premature labor. The children were born, uh, but then they they uh, died shortly after. Uh, tested positive for drugs, and now she is being brought up on murder one, murder, murder one, one charges. Mm-hmm. So, also uh, uh, child abuse, felony child abuse. Yeah, which is we were talking earlier, which actually is what can tie in the murder one anyway. Yes. So, and the and uh, the other charge is, uh, I guess, charge is because there were two victims. I guess you could say mm-hmm. was the uh, like harm to a fetus. I think charge. Yeah, Tennessee she has was, a has a law on that, right? Yes, she was twenty three weeks pregnant. Okay. 23 weeks. That's important for this discussion. So uh, Tennessee has a viable fetus, fetus viability law. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 23 weeks was, I guess, inside of that, uh, inside of that law. So she is, she's going up for, she's going up for murder one. And I just thought that this was a really interesting situation to talk about because abortion is obviously a big hot topic and i think will be a hot topic for the remainder uh the remainder of our lives more than likely i think it's all figured out man everybody agrees true yeah everyone (laughs) agrees straight down the line on it for sure clearly we had a supreme court case so everyone agrees right they voted nine nothing yeah right um so there's an obvious uh there's a bit of a conundrum happening here where the uh the mother did drugs leading to a premature labor leading to the the kids dying um and in tennessee obviously illegal she's going to go up for murder one the interesting part on this to me is that if she would have gone to if she would have gone to planned parenthood that morning and had an abortion to i guess uh, uh two of them maybe and then um and then went and partied then she wouldn't be on murder one charges she wouldn't have any of those charges which is a really strange principle to me so i just thought maybe it'd be something worth talking about this being a mainly libertarian program libertarians are it seems as if they're pretty split down the middle they on, are. on abortion mm-hmm. um i think the country is going to remain split down the middle on this because it's it, it to me the situation shows that it, it's not an obvious it's not an obvious answer, not so obvious as as murder would be. As I was saying to you earlier, um, if I killed you here right now on 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 microphone, um, that Everyone would be would hear it. that would be murder. Yeah, and then if I did that in Illinois, it would also also be murder. Right in Illinois, so that principle is set. Or I even if you like did it in Europe. Yeah, like in still, England, still murder. Yes, maybe not Somalia. Right, I don't maybe, know. Maybe not. Depends no. on if you work for the government or not. Yeah, I'm, let's see if Rand Paul can pay for a trip over there for me, and maybe I can check. <laughs> Came check here on to that. murder you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I can check on that. So I, I just thought um, there's a there's kind of a weird principle being applied here, and I'm probably going to argue both sides of the situation here because I see how I see how muddied up this is. Um, let's. I think let's first walk through the 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 legality of it. So, twenty three weeks pregnant. That's important because 
The Supreme Court ruled in Roe versus Wade, and I'm not saying this is my opinion or anything. I'm just saying this is what was ruled on, and this is what you, I guess they say the law of the land, even though the Supreme Court doesn't write laws. Um, anyway, in Roe versus Wade, the Supreme Court said that a state can have interest in protecting of life within its boundaries uh, when it reaches the point of viability, and it stated the point of viability at 26 weeks. Now, obviously, with scientific advances, we've had babies born as early as, I believe, 20 weeks that have survived. Um, not very, not a very high chance of survival at that, that young of birth. But um, 26 weeks is, is pretty doable nowadays. Um, and I think with scientific advances, we'll keep getting, going further down that path. But she was 23 weeks. So that's three weeks under. The point of viability, according to the Supreme Court, at 26 weeks and what they ruled on. Um, and I'm actually shocked they actually put that number in there. Yeah, that is surprising. They actually put an actual number because uh, I've read Roe versus Wade. If you haven't read it, you should go read it. Um, and so that's important. The other thing that's important, as Nate mentioned, is she's going up for murder one. And you would think, like, okay, how would this be murder one? I don't think she intentionally set out to kill her twins by by taking drugs, although taking drugs can lead to that. So you would think it would be more of like a manslaughter charge, but in the state of Tennessee, and I think 38 other states have this, that if a, if, if uh, someone dies in the uh, act of committing a felony, then you can be charged with first degree murder, whether or not you pulled the trigger, whether or not, whatever. It's the same thing. If you're robbing a bank, let's say you're the driver of the car, so you're not even inside the bank robbing the bank, but you're participating in the felony of robbing a bank, and one of the bank robbers decides to kill somebody inside of there, well, even as a driver of the car, because you participated in a felony, you can still be charged for murder, one, for that uh, murder taking place while you were in the act of committing a felony with other people. So what they got her on, how they're doing this, legally speaking, is that she is charged with felony child abuse by taking drugs and harming her kids. And because they died as a result of that felony being committed, they can charge her with murder one. And so this is going to be – it will be very interesting how it plays out. And I think, I think what would happen – what's going to happen – here's my prediction – is that this is going to be challenged all the way to Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court is going to is going to review Roe versus Wade. I think that's what's going to happen. It, it is. I can see people pushing it all the way there, even if she wasn't pushing it. I can see mm-hmm. different sides g- getting behind her or against her and getting and pushing it mm-hmm. all the way there. And that would the twenty. You keep saying the the twenty three week thing is important because mm-hmm. Roe versus Wade currently twenty six weeks. So this is. Uh, an obvious defiance of of that Supreme Court ruling. The the interesting part of it to me, there's a couple things. So there's the the felony, the the child endangerment, um, and then there's the doing drugs that are illegal also, mm-hmm. which um, I I don't think I do not think that the government has any place in deciding what you can put in your own body. That is not an endorsement of doing drugs at all. But I do not know if a government can can be involved in that in that entire discussion at, at all. Meaning, I don't think that drugs should be illegal. Right, is, is what I'm saying. But now there's a baby involved, an unborn baby. 
Well, so, okay, the libertarian principle behind that is is you have the freedom to do whatever it is that you want as long as you don't harm anybody else. Yeah. Like, don't hurt people, don't take their stuff. Yeah. Those two basic things. And so, like, if you want to shoot up heroin, you're doing damage to yourself. You're not harming anybody else. Yeah. No, you shouldn't shoot up heroin. Because no. it's not good. I don't think so. I don't know if you've seen any, like, productive heroin users, but there aren't any. No. Most of them end up on the street. I guess maybe the really good ones, you don't know if they're on heroin. I guess you, yeah, you wouldn't know. Yeah, the super productive ones. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they exist, though. Um, But, and other drugs, too. I mean, whatever, whatever your drug of choice is, even alcohol. Like, alcohol is a major drug. It's, in fact, some people say it's the most dangerous drug because it leads to violence and all kinds of other things. Mm -hmm. But it's like, any anything like that, um, and we smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol in American society, like those things that obviously can kill you and harm you, or you're allowed to do to yourself because you're not harming anybody else. But like if you get drunk and you get behind the wheel and you kill someone, then you're you can be charged with murder because you harm somebody else. Yeah. And or that, if you're shooting heroin and you drive a car and kill someone, right. then 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 you've committed a crime right. that's hurt someone else. Exactly. And so the the whole legal precedence on that and here's where it gets it gets really i wouldn't say confusing but it gets really muddy is in the fact that she was you know taking drugs herself which the libertarian principle would be not a good idea but it can't be illegal yeah because the government can't tell you what you can and cannot put in your body even though they do but they shouldn't be able to but the other thing is like she was pregnant with twins who got harmed but they were only 23 weeks gestation. So what's the, it's not black and white. What do you, it's not. what do you decide? Does is she not allowed to put things in her own body because she has, because she has, because she's pregnant with twins. And obviously everybody on the pro-life side would say, uh, yeah, she's, yeah, she's not. Her duty is to carry those, those kids and care for herself so that they're cared for. Would it be as illegal to say like smoke like a chimney while you're pregnant? Is that is that illegal? It's not. Okay. So that can cause issues. Yeah. Also. All kinds of issues. Yeah. Can cause premature birth. It can cause it can, I saw a lady at the lake was pregnant smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Is it illegal to drink alcohol while you're pregnant? No. Okay. It's not recommended. Yeah. So that's where it, it's when you have subjective principles we probably should look that up because what if you drink alcohol and the baby or fetus dies as a result of that like they test positive for alcohol what would i don't think that you're punished for that right now or if you're born with if you're born with a fas and i Mm -hmm. i don't know if the mother if the mother has any kind of legal responsibilities in that i'm I'm not real sure we we do need to look that up but that this is where you kind of have this when we have subjective principles, this is where these kind of situations take place. Because if you're on the pro-life side and you think that a unborn child, we're just going to, I'm going to say fetus because that, I guess, scientific term, and that's what they're talking about with some of the laws because it's the fetus viability law. So uh, a does a fetus have rights is the, is the question. So a, a pro-lifer would say yes, and therefore, even if you 
are libertarian and drugs are legal, then you also you can still be held responsible for forcing your child to ingest drugs and right. hurting them. But if you're on the pro-choice side and you don't think a fetus has any rights, you know, a lot of states, including our previous home, our home state of Illinois, you can have an abortion up to the day before birth, maybe day of, I don't know, I guess as long as you haven't had the baby yet, you right. can have an abortion. So obviously in in Illinois, in, in a pro-life side or pro-choice side, then the fetus doesn't have any rights. And mm-hmm. so that's where you're going to have people arguing that while this is sad, um, it it actually, and maybe she did the wrong thing, this is really just a women's healthcare issue or, or something like that. You know, that, that because I, I know that it was an illegal form of abortion is what you would call this. Unfortunately, just in Mm -hmm. in a legal form, but I I don't see how a principle can apply where, at one in one way, you're able to go to a doctor's office and have uh, all the things that they do to abort a baby done to the baby, and that's okay. But if you have drugs and it kills the baby, then that's murder. Mm -hmm. That's that's like a really subjective principle, like, and that that. And asks the question: Does the fetus have rights? And if you can go to a, if you can go to Planned Parenthood, and have it killed, then you're saying no, it doesn't have any rights. So then, at that point in time, the question of whether or not it was by drugs or by a doctor at Planned Parenthood or by your own home remedy, whatever it was, you're saying a fetus doesn't have rights. So why does it matter how this happened? You know. Uh, it, so I, this is a really, this is a really, really muddy and complicated situation. And one thing I was going to say, see, uh, we had a quote here from her, uh, her lawyer, which her lawyer is doing what a good defense attorney would do. Right. So out there, out there defending, uh, saying that this is just a, a terrible situation. Um, let me see. Direct. See, this is actually. National Advocates for Pregnant Women. This is their uh, director of legal advocacy. Uh, They said, we need to have compassion for this woman. Those babies died. She's suffering. It is the worst possible response to charge someone with a crime in those situations. So. Well, and here's the other question. Like, did she, did she want them and made a mistake? Yeah. And so now she she is suffering. Yeah. But, or, or did she never want them and this was her way of getting rid of them? I, I don't know. This is where the principle gets messed up because if you leave your infant baby in a hot car and it dies, that's sad. You're distraught about it. You're still legally responsible right. for that, regardless of whether or not this is a terrible situation for you and you mm-hmm. didn't intend for it to happen. So saying something like that, where she says, you know, this is this is a terrible situation. She's she's sad, and this is the worst pos- possible response to uh, pers- pursue criminal charges on her. That principle doesn't really hold up because I don't think the same lawyer would say that if you accidentally left your kid in a hot car and it and and they died, then right then you can be held criminally responsible. You know, you know right. what I'm saying? Because that's, that's neglect, and that neglect led to a. Uh, uh, person dying yeah so then yeah that's where this whole thing uh until until it is defined 
whether or not a fetus is uh, something that deserves the same rights as a human being, like the born human being. Right. Um, until that is decided, this is all just going to be completely subjective all, all, all the time. Right. And that's the way the abortion debate's been the whole time because people on the pro-life side, and this is where I can give my opinion because I morally agree, the and people on the pro-life side say that a fetus is a human being with its own separate DNA. It's separated from the mother. It's only connected by an umbilical cord. Um, but then also like the only time a woman ever has a placenta is when she's pregnant. So like the way that the fetus is attached inside the womb, yes, it's housed by the mother, but it is completely separated from the mother because of all the things that are created during this pregnancy. And so the people on the pro-life side would say this is a human being that deserves all the protection. And I, I would morally agree with that. And then the, like you said, the people on the pro-choice side or the pro-abortion side would say, um, until it's born or whatever, I feel like the line keeps getting moved on that yeah. side. Yeah. So it's always yeah. like, oh, well, it's just a clump of cells. And now we know scientifically, well, it's not really because at, you know, at four weeks, there's neurological detection, right? That's sending, you know, neurological signal signals at eight weeks. It's, there's a heartbeat. And at whatever, 14 weeks, it looks like a human already, you know? Well, and it's still subjective, even on the pro-choice side, down to whether or not the mother wants to have the children. Because mm -hmm. even if even if you're pro-choice up to the point of birth, um, if a mom is stabbed in the stomach and the baby dies, even the pro-choice person is going to say that that could be murder right right there because the woman wanted because the woman the wanted the baby so now a fetus only has rights if the mother wants it says it has rights at at that point in time right so it's <laughs> you, do you see how like i i don't see this as ever being solved completely no i i don't think it's ever going to be solved regardless of what law ever ever is passed what new supreme court ruling there is People thought Roe versus Wade was the win, and now there's no problem. You know what new Supreme Court case is going to decide this and and make it right in everyone's eyes? It, it, it's just it, it isn't going to happen. The debates never stopped. No, and this is why free speech is so important. We need to keep having these debates to try to figure out what it is or or what direction that we should take. And I've said before. And I've written this in a, in a post and I've talked with people about this. I think we even discussed it on a podcast before is that I'm not sure that making a law is the right answer. I think reaching people before they ever get to that point, for instance, why was she using ecstasy to begin with? Yeah. And if she never used ecstasy, I'm not saying that I'm not, we, we obviously are not advocating that it should be illegal, but it's, it's the fact that if she had, taken responsibility for her life and she was moving in the right directions because if you're using drugs all the time you're probably not moving in the right direction in life to get everything that you need out of life if if we could have somehow as a society improved her life to where she didn't need to take ecstasy or need to party like that then this situation would have never happened yeah that's the only way i see this issue ever being solved <laughs> i've definitely I've, I've said the same thing that I, I don't think this can ever be solved by a law. And if you're a 
if you're like a if you're a strong Christian conservative and you're listening right now, that all I would say is you're not fixing the problem by making a law about it because the problem is not that people do it. The problem is that people are in the situation that they want to do it right. at some point in time. And that is not solved with a law. Right. It's only solved through personal responsibility, through not being in the life situations that cause this to happen, not getting pregnant when you don't want to be pregnant, don't not doing drugs when you should be leading a, a meaningful life at some point in right. time. So that's how you actually fix abortion. It's not through top-down government fiat. It's just through it's it's through fixing each individual's personal resp- responsibility in their lives. The devil's advocate argument to that is is and I want to know what you think about this is that let's say you know murder is illegal but people still do it but when they do it they're held responsible if they get caught. So it's like, should people still be held responsible um, even though you're not going to stop it from happening by creating a law? And that's that's the obvious hole. And that and that argument is if I'm saying if I'm saying you don't want to change this by law, you want to change the situations, then I would also be saying principally that you would not want to make murder illegal. That doesn't solve the problem of murder. That the situations that cause people to murder each other is what solves murder, which is true, but there's obvious legal recourse that has to happen from that. I, so that's where the situation gets muddied up because it's not defined as murder or or right. if it is or isn't murder. And obviously half the country thinks it is and half the country thinks it isn't. So that that's where this kind of gets messed up. I'll make the argument that it it isn't... I can't define it the same as murder because murder is not really subjective to anyone. There's not a half and half discussion in the country of whether or not it is murder if I kill you right now. Mm-hmm. That's like like 99.9% of the country is going to say, well, yeah, it's murder. The other ones are like psychopaths. They're like, no, it's fun. Right. And so everyone agrees that that is murder. And since when a baby is aborted, it's not clearly defined as murder in everyone's eyes, then to me it means it's it's not murder because murder is obvious. I killed you and everyone thinks it's murder. So uh, I don't know how they're going to... They're going to have to establish whether or not fetus, a fetus has rights as protected by the Constitution like any anyone else's rights to life are. And that's the thing. So if, you, if government's supposed to do anything, it's supposed to take life, liberty, and property. Yeah. Like those are the three main things that it's supposed to do. That's why we have a national defense, right? Because the idea is to, to pool your resources together, let's say to protect, um, life and your liberty and your property. Yeah. Cause those are the things that belong to you that no one else is allowed to take from you without consent. And I think a lot of pro-lifers would, would give an immediate yes to this, but in in that principle, wouldn't abortion abortion would be murder one at that point in time because it's premeditated right. intent to kill another life. So, if you are against abortion legally, if you're legally against abortion, all I would ask is that the principle 
follow all the way down to punishment in the same way that there is punishment for murder one, that there would be the same punishment because abortion would then be murder one at, at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And that's the point, that's the part where people don't follow through principle-wise, not everyone follows through principle-wise. Um, if you say a, a woman is going to be punished for having an abortion, I think Trump got got in trouble for saying that, uh, something that alluded to, to them yeah. having some kind of criminal punishment for having an abortion. That's the principle followed all the way down. Like, like that's the logical conclusion of abortion being murder, is that it has the same punishment as murder. And not very, not a lot of people will will say that. And then to me, because a lot of people won't say that, well, no, I don't think you should get the death penalty or life in prison for having an abortion, then in that very light, you're admitting that abortion is not the same thing as murder. Right. So it's, if you're going to say that it's murder, say that also it has the same punishment as murder as murder one, and not enough people are doing that. I'm not advocating that that be what the rules are, but I, I do always advocate for if you have a stance on something, to follow your principle all the way down. Uh, you have to, if you, if you don't think that it needs to have life in prison, uh, death penalty, whatever it is in your state, then you are admitting that it is not murder. Right. So... Have a principle, at least. And this is just, you know, this is a, I don't know, a ter- well, it's not, it's a terrible situation, but it's a great example of how things aren't black and white. It's and highlighting think- the, it's highlighting the, the nature of the abortion argument that is why this is going to be such a big case. It's right. highlighting all the inconsistencies and the principles on both sides. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Now, what would you say, you know, if you were a juror in this case, what would, assuming that what we've read is accurate when it comes to the evidence, that she didn't know that this was going to happen, she was just, went to have a good time, it was possible that this could happen, but she wasn't sure. And maybe she had done, maybe she had taken ecstasy before and it hadn't happened. And so she was trying it again. And this, then it did happen. What would be your, your stance on this case with the prosecutors pursuing these charges? Uh, well, the, the obvious, I guess the obvious first answer would be what's the law. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems like there, I didn't realize that there was, but after you told me about the uh, child, uh, abuse or endangerment or right. um that that uh if you do that and it results in a death then it then it can be murder one in the same way that if you drove a the car away from a bank robbery and the people who were actually in the bank uh murdered someone while they were in there you could get murder as as well let's say like you beat your three-year-old and you didn't mean to kill it yeah but you beat your three-year-old and then it ended up in a death it's an right? obvious it's an act that results in murder right uh, or in a in a death. Yep. So, if I were a juror here in in Tennessee, I would have to follow the law, I guess. But then, when you could talk about jury nullification at that point in time, mm-hmm. so there's you don't always as a as a juror have to apply the law if you think the law is unjust. Exactly. You, if you're a juror on some kind of uh, on a, a drug crime case. You do not have to vote in 
in accordance with the law. You, there's such thing as jury nullification. So if you don't know about jury nullification, you should look yeah. it up because yeah. it's it's a really important principle. It's one way. It's honestly, it's one of the best ways to fight government overreach because if somebody goes to trial and they're getting charged with a crime that shouldn't be a crime to begin with. It's one way that, that you can, the, the power rests with the people, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a, it's a good thing for sure. That's a, it's a nice check and balance on, on the government for sure, for the jury to be able to do that. Even if the government has made unjust laws and they're going to a jury of your peers to implement those laws, basically, or the punishment for those crimes, that your peers are still a fail-safe check and balance against right. against potentially unjust laws by from the government. I don't. <laughs> I'm not saying that murder is some kind of unjust law. <laughs> that's not right. or child endangerment or abuse. But but that does exist. So, um, well, I mean, of a fetus, though. I mean, that's that's the, that's the thing. That's what's I, in question. I don't. I don't know if this is ever going to be answered. I think what will happen in this case specifically uh, in Tennessee. I think it I think it will go all the way down to the verdict and I think it will be murder one because there was the uh because there was the child endangerment uh child oh. abuse mm-hmm. um that led to that. Uh this is the purely this is the problem with the subjective principle is that a, a fetus that is in the state boundaries of Tennessee uh, is going to have a right to life, but then a fetus that is in the state boundaries of Illinois or, is, New, York. Uh, or New York or where, wherever it is does not. So that's kind of a weird thing because you have a right to not be killed in Tennessee and you have a right to not be killed in Illinois. Um, but then it's it's really subjective when it comes down to a fetus. It's just, I don't think it's something that's ever going to be answered. I think this can go all the way to the Supreme Court uh, when they when they come down with the verdict of guilty on murder one, I think it's going to keep climbing all the way through the courts. I think it it will too. um, The only other thing I I would see is if she, uh, they're, they're charging murder one. She might plead down to manslaughter, something like that. Mm -hmm. That was my first, uh, that was my first reaction when my wife was telling me about this case is, is that they're pursuing murder one so they can get her to accept manslaughter something like that involuntary manslaughter mm-hmm. baby slaughter whatever they want to call it and uh, that could have happened too but i i can see i can see different advocacy groups getting behind this and pushing it all the way up aclu and yep yeah so the reason we do this podcast is because the, our our tagline's always been life liberty and the pursuit of meaning the pursuit of meaning part well there's life in there too also liberty and also the pursuit of meaning those are all really important and then the pursuit of meaning in your life uh we think has to come from your personal responsibility for your actions in your life and for the results that are in the situations that are in your life and and um i think that's the only way to fix this is to fix that problem and even well, if, and that and that also is though the foundation to the most free life that you can live. Yeah, because that's ultimately what we believe in is the ultimate amount of liberty. Yeah, and the best way to do that is to take responsibility. It's you taking. And if the the great thing about if if the principle is that you're going to take responsibility for your actions, the great thing about that is that is the only thing that can really protect everyone is that everyone 
has that principle mm-hmm. because you can't if ne- if half the people don't have that principle then you're relying on the other people to fix whatever situations are in your life and then you it's it's never going to be able to work that way we see it right now with people obviously having terrible circumstances and waiting for the government to save them in, in some mm-hmm. kind of way and it's just never going to happen um, so the only thing that could fix these situations is for everyone to adopt that kind of personal responsibility. Um, the other thing that responsibility does for you is that even if things aren't your fault, it brings situations under your control because yeah. you can control how you react to them. And this is the difference between being a victim and not being a victim. You know, there, there are bad things that happen to everyone. There are horrible things that happen to people. You just wonder how they even go on with life. But it's like, if you take responsibility for that and you decide there's something that I can do about it, I can't fix the actual situation, but what I can do is decide how I want to live my life after that situation or during that situation. And then what steps can I take every single day to take personal responsibility for the well-being of who I'm going to be? And if you do that, that gives you the power to control it. If you play the victim card where it's like, oh, I can't get ahead in life. I can't do what I want to do. I can't do this because this person did this or this person did that. You lose all that control. You're literally putting it in everyone else's hands. And all that does is cause a vicious cycle. Like, oh, well, I I can't get ahead because this person did this. Or I can't do this because this. No, that's not true. It's one day at a time. And there are going to be all kinds of things that knock you down all kinds of things. And the thing about it is, is you have to, you know, that whole, that whole, uh, there was this video of, uh, of a guy who had a hundred dollar bill and he was, you know, had people line up and they all started on the same starting line and they were going to race to get that hundred dollar bill. And then he started listing off things like, well, if you, uh, only had a single parent grow up, take one step back. If you grew up in poverty, take one step back. If you, whatever, And at the end, there were like maybe like there's like one or two people who didn't move and everyone else had to take at least one to whatever, 10 steps back. And so you saw this very diverse starting line of everyone trying to go for the hundred, but some people were ahead of others. That's life, by the way. Well, the flawed nature of that is that there was only one $100 bill. And that's that's not the case. And there would actually be a line of infinite people holding $100 bills that everyone could run to eventually. But at the same time, though, that's life, though. Yeah. We all we talk about diversity. We all have different situations. Everybody has different bad things that have happened to them. It doesn't it doesn't invalidate the ones that have had less bad things happen to them because their bad things are still bad. And it doesn't mean that you're any different if you've had worse things happen to you, that nature life itself is completely unfair. There's all kinds of things that just like happen to people that's can't be controlled at all. There are some things that can be controlled. And we talk about that. We talk about how government basically removes opportunities for people to do things. For instance, like say you wanted to take the series seven test because you wanted to be a financial advisor or you wanted to help people invest in things because you started learning about it and you're good at it. Well, like you can't take it unless you get sponsored by yeah. somebody because the the government has removed that. And it's like, if I wanted to trust Nate with some money because he knows what he's doing and he's going to guarantee me a return, then I can't legally do that because the government has added all these regulations 
that he has to have a certain license or something, right, which is a Series yeah. 7 to do that. And so that we talk about government keep holding people back, but there's all kinds of things in nature that make it very different for people to get ahead. But what you do, no matter what situation you come from, if you adopt that responsibility that you each day you're going to make your life a little bit better than who you were yesterday, you are going to get ahead. It's, it's the formula that's worked for everyone throughout yeah. history, throughout history. There's ways to do it. And don't say it can't be done. I mean, Stephen Hawking was in a wheelchair with MS yeah. and still developed some of the most amazing theories. Now, of course, he had a very high IQ. Yeah. But it's like things in life don't have to hold you back, only if you let them. I, I think if everyone – you can always trace back to like one – Maybe there was one thing throughout the day that you could have done a little bit better. And until you can't trace back to that, like there's always something you can change to put yourself in a better in a better standpoint. I told this story on a previous podcast one time, but real quick, you know, I was on my way back from a vacation and um, remember a truck was in front of me and I threw up a rock and hit my windshield, mm-hmm. right? Expensive windshield because it has a little camera in the front. They got to take the camera down and do it, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, so like seven, $800 to replace the windshield in the car. Um, the, uh, the issue was I had got, I got behind the semi truck and it threw up a rock. And so I was really upset about that. Why, why, you know, I'm just trying to come back from a vacation. I take like one vacation every eight years and (laughs) it's a, you know, I just did this and now I just had this $800 bill smack me in the windshield on the, Mm -hmm. on the way back. And so I was feeling down and then. The only thing I could do was figure out what I could have changed. And there's always something that can change just a little bit. Well, I found out that at one point in time during that day, we'd stop to get gas. And after I filled up the car with gas, I sat on my phone scrolling through Facebook aimlessly for like two or three minutes right right there. So just right there, automatically, if I wouldn't have done that and I would have just gotten on the road towards my goal then I wouldn't have been behind that semi-truck. And then also I left early that day from our vacation because I needed to get back to work as soon as possible because I wasn't I wasn't in the financial footing that I wanted to be. I was really worried about getting back as soon as possible. Probably left probably left like an hour earlier than than I had to that day. Well, that put me behind the semi-truck, even if it's okay to scroll through your Facebook for a couple minutes mm-hmm. at a gas station. And so none of those things are really my fault like in a negative way they are my faults because they are situations that i have put myself in right you're a product of every decision you've ever made so Mm -hmm. they were my fault in that light but they weren't my fault like i was a bad person or a lazy person or or something like that it's just there were a couple things i could have done differently that day that if i would have adopted the most responsibility possible then i wouldn't have been behind that truck and that's a really small small example and there was a we had some bad storms um like a month or so ago and uh back in illinois where we're from there was this uh lady that was driving down the highway and she uh a tree got blown over and landed on her car and she and she was killed and the immediate thing i went to other than that i mean that's just what a sad tragic thing Mm -hmm. to happen you know but I was like, what What had to happen that day in that person's life to put them right there when that tree came down? 
you know, because the weather was going to happen. That was all that was set. You know, the weather was going to happen that day. What were the what was the little decisions that she made throughout the day that put her right there at that second, right there by that tree? Mm-hmm. Was there a single thing that she could have changed? And I'm not putting fault on her, saying that this right. is all her fault. But what I'm saying is, if if you if you're in some kind of situation, the only thing you can do is look back and see what you could change about it. That that's it. That's, that's the all o- you can the control. Only thing you can control. That's right. that's it. And while you might feel like that's placing blame on on victims or things like that, it, it really it, it's a little bit of blame. But the the best thing is that Charlie already said was that it puts you in control of your life. Maybe bad things are still going to happen to people who take responsibility. All the time. Definitely still going to happen. Yes. But here's the difference, though. When you think about it like the way that you did, is instead of getting mad about your windshield and you know saying it's the dump truck's fault and now you're behind on your bills because you had to spend $800 on a windshield and it's all the dump truck's fault and you're going to wallow in this fact that if it wasn't for that stupid semi – throwing a rock, then I would have never been in this situation. But instead, if you think about it the other way, what it does psychologically for you is say, there are things that I could have done better throughout my day for where that didn't happen to me. That's all I can control. That's it. And and then it makes the situation completely better because now you're not wallowing for two weeks, complaining about some stupid semi driver when he didn't necessarily do anything wrong. It's just a, you know, a bad thing happened and that's anything in life, you know, like, the situation that you grew up in, uh, you know, your level of poverty that you grew up in. We grew up in trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Modified homes. I thought about storms that came through. Yeah. Everything, you know, because they were, I mean, I'm going to be going on a cruise here next month and my wife wants to know if I'm going to need a Dramamine patch. I'm like, no, I've rocked back and forth nights over nights all the time. <laughs> Anytime the wind was blowing. Right. You know, I was sitting there hoping a, a gust over 50 miles an hour wasn't going to come in the wrong direction, you yeah, know? knock the trailer at The broad side of that thing, and it was going to, and then we were in the trailer park. I mean, that's just a domino effect right there. Right. We would have knocked all of them down. So, <laughs> I mean, the, you know, we, we know what it's like to grow up poor and to have a bad, you know, a bad situation financially. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the only thing you can do about that is look at, see if there's anything you could do with your responsibility wise. You can't blame other people because that's not going to get you anywhere. That's going to put you in a really negative headspace. Right. This vicious cycle of never fixing anything because it's always do, someone else's fault. And then all you do then is you make it worse. Yeah. You never fix the actual problem. Right. That could be fixed. You know, I could have, when this rock hit my windshield, which I'm sure I did at first, freaking government road that had this rock on it that some other vehicle threw up on the my car if this were mcdonald's road i would be able to go to them and say hey you had a rock on your road and it flew up and hit my windshield and you're responsible for it you think i'd get any response from the government on that right no not not one bit at all but could i get a response from mcdonald's on that some kind of recourse Mm -hmm. probably probably could so you know, oh, if you we're slip, real sorry about that. We'll fix your windshield, and here's some fries. If you slip on their floor in their restaurant and you break your leg, there's recourse for that, right. you know. But that and that would be the same thing if they owned the road. So my my mindset could have gone all the way down through that, which I'm sure it slightly did. But that would have never. I'm not going to fix anything. The only thing I could possibly solve is that I shouldn't have put myself in the situation that I was in because I could have left an hour later that day and I wouldn't have been behind that truck. And then the situation wouldn't have been there. So, right. um, 
personal responsibility, it sounds bad. It sounds like it puts all the blame on you. The other way to look at it is that maybe you're in a bad situation and you're just going to wallow, wallow around in your own self-pity and feel negative and hatred all the time. Or you could say, hey, I have an opportunity to actually fix this. And to me, that's a lot better situation to be in. You're in, mm-hmm. a, ba- you're in a bad situation. You're going to make it worse by saying that you don't have any way to get out of it. Right. You, the only way you can make it better and say, hey, this is a bad situation, but there's something I can do to fix it. And that's all we're... And I guess they can, this can tie into the abortion talk because a law is not going to fix abortion. Even if you're a super, super pro-life and everything, this is going to be back and forth for the rest of our lives, for the rest of our kids' lives, because it's subjective. Like I said with murder, if I kill Charlie today, everyone agrees that that's murder and I shouldn't have killed him. So okay, so that is black and white. Why do you want to kill right me? Right there. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm gonna take over the empire. <laughs> keep keep mentioning that. Yeah. And so if <laughs> so if I kill him, it's black and white. That's murder. There you go. Cut and dry. Everyone knows murder. With a baby, the uh, unborn fetus, it's not black and white. And since it's not black and white to everyone, it's always going to be an issue that we have to go back and forth on. And so what I would say, the really strong Christian conservatives, while I while I agree morally with you, I don't think the law is going to fix it. The only thing that a strong Christian can do is to try outreach to people and try to get them out of these situations that leads to them having abortions. That's right. all you can really do at all. And the whole responsibility factor ties into, you know, why was she taking ecstasy to begin with? You yeah. Know? I'm not saying it's not fun. It probably is. I've never tried it. Yeah. But it's like, it probably is fun, but why, like, why do you need that to begin with? And why, why is that a responsible choice? If you're trying to live the best life that you can live, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, taking drugs like that is not creating the best life for yourself that you can create. And so if you adopt the responsibility, then she would have never been in that situation to begin with would never, this wouldn't be a case. Yeah. Right. Because either she wouldn't have gotten pregnant cause she didn't want to get pregnant or she wouldn't have taken the drugs because she didn't need to take the drugs. Now, there's always anomalies. I'm not talking about if she got raped or whatever, because that happens. I'm talking about this specific case where if she didn't want to get pregnant, she wouldn't have gotten pregnant if she could have adopted responsibility. And you, this situation never occurs. And that's the goal, right, is to get people to think in a mindset of taking responsibility for their lives and realizing exactly what you said, that you are at where you're at in life. You're exactly where you're at and you're a product of the deci- every single decision you've ever made. And this, like what you were saying, this isn't going to fix all those situations. You're not, you're not going to adopt perfect responsibility and then bad things aren't going to happen anymore. But at least it's not going to be way worse. You're not we making know that. it worse. It's not going right. to be worse. It's going to be better. The, the amount of these situations, the number amount of these situations will be less at least and that's better right that's better than worse we we know that exactly and that's it's even like okay think about like a cancer diagnosis right that's no that's not your fault yeah not your fault at all unless maybe like smoked cigarettes or ate really bad food or whatever and that kind of caused it so yeah technically your fault but like you know whatever let's say it's just a random 
whatever, or a natural disaster, whatever it is, things that are not even remotely close to your fault. If you take responsibility and you decide for yourself that you're going to live the best life that you can possibly live with however long that you have, then you're not making the situation worse. If you become bitter and resentful, then you can create worse situations, not only for you, but for your family and and your community. And that's the thing that you, that you don't want to do the, the most, probably the best thing that you can do is to avoid that is to avoid becoming resentful of, of your existence. The other thing I want to say is that we, we are allowing in the last part of this podcast, you've got one, you've got two more minutes to hit the subscribe button. And then that, you know, we're going to extend this offer <laughs> throughout the next couple minutes yes. to, hit, to hit that button. So you hit subscribe and then what that's going to bring you, and it's for free, by the way, you don't have to pay money when you hit subscribe. No. There, you don't even have to sign up. You don't have to do anything. All you got to do is hit subscribe. And what that's going to bring you is so much valuable content just by hitting that button. I mean, the dollar amount on it. I mean, <coughs> this is a this has a value of at least $3 billion. This is a once-in-a-lifetime yeah, opportunity. Yeah, this is once-in-a-lifetime. You're never going to get today's opportunity of any, other than, any other time than right now uh, at all. So you hit that subscribe button. And then what that's going to do is that's just going to keep you up to date on on what we're doing. It's going to get you our new episodes all the time. Um, I, I really hope that people do. I hope that people follow us on Instagram. Yes. At, at, at almost said at Darling Parade, at Good Morning <laughs> Liberty, or uh, on Twitter at Good at Good AM Liberty. And Twitter's no joke. We, our numbers are blowing up on yes. Twitter. We've we've gained. Uh, since starting the podcast, a 100% gain on our Twitter followers yes. since since doing that. So no joke anymore. Go follow us on Good AM Liberty. If you um, want to follow Nate's former band, that's at Darling Prairie. Yeah, there you do go. that. You <laughs> heard a little that. bit of one of the songs in the <laughs> intro today, so go yeah. do that. That's fine. Yeah. Facebook, Good Morning Liberty. Tell your friends about it. Tell people. Tell your enemies. Yeah, tell your enemies. <laughs> tell people that you think maybe you have a really strong Christian conservative aunt and maybe uh, maybe she needs to hear about how maybe a top-down approach to abortion isn't the best way, or maybe you have a a a, a sad a sad hippie cousin that thinks you know that it, everything is someone else's fault all the time, and they need to hear the the personal responsibility talk. You know, show it to someone that you think needs to hear it, and then show it to people who you think are going to agree with it. So they'll show it to people yeah. who they think need to hear it. So you got to do all that stuff. That's what so. we need from you, and also. Leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast app that you're listening to. And uh, if you guys do all that, then I think we're going to be back here to do this again because we love you guys and we love Good Morning Liberty and we hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.